0: Dear Chief, much has happened since we last spoke. Welcome to Dear Chief Podcast, where your hosts and their guests share the 411 of being married to the people who respond to 911s. Take a peek into Fire Family Life and get unabashed advice on how to prevent forest fires in your marriage. Now, here's your host, two seasoned Firewives, Audra and Chelsea. Uh, back to the grind, and we're excited to get in some uh, new episodes for you guys, starting with today's guest, Sam Royer from Heroes First Home Loans today. Hi, Sam.
1: Hi. How are you, ladies?
0: We're good. How are you?
1: I am uh, probably as warm as you because California is pretty warm right now, isn't it?
0: Uh, Are you guys getting down here? I mean, I uh, really? wore a beanie and a and a, my snow jacket this morning to walk
2: my
1: dog. So, I mean, it was a little chilly, but Florida warms up quick. So, so good. I'm doing well. Thanks for asking.
2: All right, so we're going to introduce you to our listeners. Sam Royer believes in helping American heroes achieve the American dream and buying their own home. As National Director of Heroes First Home Loans, Royer helps provide affordable mortgage financing for active and retired military members, police, firefighters, healthcare workers, educators, and other civil servants. His experience in the US Marine Corps and ability to forge relationships with frontline workers have allowed him to stake out a unique position in the industry while fueling his passions to give back to those who take care of us. He has been a consistent top performer in the mortgage business and has garnered numerous awards for his work, including from the Daytona Beach Police Department, Volusia County Sheriff's Office, and Flagler County Sheriff's Office.
0: That's a lot.
1: Uh, I'm like, who wrote that? That's pretty uh, awesome. Uh, <laughs> right? Just kidding.
0: Um, so my stepdaughter's a former Marine. We were just chatting about that. My son-in-law is, um, we well, currently still works on the base down in San Diego. So tell us about your time in the military real quick.
1: It was awesome and too short and there's never a former Marine. Once a Marine, always a Marine. So yes. um, it is, it is one of those things that I got yelled at from a general for that. Um, but now no, sure she has to, <laughs> Yeah, I love I love the military. I I completely messed up where I was very immature and young and didn't stick it out like I should have. I was healthy, you know, mentally of sound mind. And, you know, it's one of those things when you leave something early, your heart's still full. You just don't realize it because you're immature. And uh, a couple of years later, you know, I fell into mortgage banking, actually in California, uh, out in Mission Viejo, California, 24 plus years ago now. And, um, you know, I moved back to Pennsylvania a couple years later, I, I moved down to Florida and I, I just got injected with people that, you know, Daytona Beach Police Department, that's a big part of my heart. I, I met a lot of them. Uh, the chief of police at the time was actually now the sheriff. And, they, you know, I've just been fortunate to be around a lot of people that serve in our community and um, I love it. So the military was great for me. I, I recommend it to anybody. It's a great start in life or it's a great career, too um but yeah that's my military career i was a grunt so i basically carried a lot of stuff <laughs> so i
0: am the total opposite because my st- well i had a female so my stepdaughter was in the military and um it was brutal for her but i think it was a yeah i was a marine
1: husband once too but but we're not together anymore. But yeah, I was married to a Marine. So I was a Marine spouse too. Yeah. So I got both sides, a spouse and, and a Marine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's an interesting challenge for sure. I think it, it really depends on, on your motivation. I mean, it's it's served her incredibly well, and we are so lucky. She's got the GI Bill and she's able to finish yeah. college, which has been amazing. Um but
1: yeah, I don't want to. I'm by swords marine, obviously. What's yeah, that? Marines just I'm biased towards Marines just because, mm-hmm. you know, I love the history they teach you. I love the, the camaraderie, even when you get out. And to be to, to be frank, I mean, I've been in situations where I was at a church once. It was one of the most humbling experiences, a more mature church. So the people in the church were, you know, more mature. And uh, I had to do, uh, it was for Veterans Day, and I had to do an, an event where I walked down and did sword manuals in my dress blues. While I was a young, I was like the lowest rank of everybody. Well, it was interesting because one guy, I think it was like a commander in the Navy. I said, sir, I said, shouldn't like you go last? You're like the highest rank. He goes, no. I said, everybody wants to see the Marines. And so when I walked down, I was so scared that I was going to trip because I'm thinking to myself, everybody on my left and right, you know, many of them were World War II, Korea veterans. And, you know, here I am representing the whole United States Marine Corps in that moment for those individuals. And um, yeah, it's pretty humbling. So I just have a reverence for that. That ultimately is carried over into what i see every day you know you guys have husbands that run into fires you know they wear this uniform that yes when they're at at the at the barracks if you want to call it over their, their house you know they get to kind of be casual but when they have to throw that uniform on it's definitely something to be be looked at in honor and just you know get out of the way you know that's why they have sirens but so yeah <laughs>
0: If people actually paid attention to the sirens, it would be extremely helpful too.
1: (laughs) Yeah, seriously. I think they get more nervous because they're like, what do I do? It's like easy. Pull to the right or to the left.
0: Right. Oh my gosh. Um, So tell us how you went from being a Marine to being a mortgage officer.
1: Easy. When you uh, move to California, you're young and married to another Marine and you need a job. (laughs) And you see a job that says $1,300 a month plus bonus. You thought, man, as a corporal in the Marines, I think I made $1,200, so this is great. It was about a mile down the street from my house, um, and I just walked into an office of three loan officers that started a company, and uh, the rest is history. I've been fortunate enough to meet a lot of great people all throughout the country that serve in the mortgage banking industry, and yeah, it was just a, a job in a paper. The newspaper where people used to look for jobs
2: incredible actually you
1: both don't look old enough to even know what a newspaper is so uh, i'm gonna
0: hey, say now yeah. excuse me <laughs> <laughs> right we still read newspapers okay we're old
2: school you yeah got,
1: you guys you guys are very young you ladies are, still, are yeah. there are
2: still newspapers circulating in the world believe it or not yeah <laughs> they really hard.
1: <laughs> yeah
2: um so what we're actually here to talk about today is the helper act and you're the architect of that so what we'd like for you to do is tell us about it um, and, and where you're at. and where we're So going. the HELPER
1: Act is very simple. It's, it's homes for every local protector, educator, and responder. And just like the joke with Marines, you need crayons and pictures. we always need acronyms to remember stuff. So that was the easiest way, and it just sounded cool. So the HELPER Act is, is a bill that now is in the United States House of Representatives in Congress. It is also on the Senate side. So this bill is moving in both sides of the house to try and get legislation so that individuals that serve in the fire department, um, law enforcement agencies, EMTs, and also teachers can get the same type of home loan benefits as I can as a veteran. Uh, One of the things that I very much struggled with in my mortgage banking career is when people across from me had a gun and a bulletproof vest on, and they just got off duty. They worked a 12-hour shift and they were going on later you know the next day and every day they sit there and earn the line of duty i had an issue with people that are friends of mine that are firefighters I have a lot of good friends up in pennsylvania that are firefighters you know i did and i forgot the course and i still wish i would remember it but you the firefighters have some kind of competition sometimes where they do a like an obstacle course challenge to see who has the best fire department well i got invited to do one of those and I'll tell you what, putting all that stuff on and having a tank on and then throwing a mask on my ma- my face and trying to crawl through like these little areas, there is no way, excuse the term, but in hell, I ever would want to do that. So these men and women that, that fight fires and run in when other people are running out, you know, talking about the military, if you ever saw the movie The um, Guardian, it was about the Coast Guard. I never understood the Coast Guard until I actually watched that movie, weirdly enough, but there's one part in that movie where he says... They were joking on a Navy and they said, you know, the Navy's running out when the Coast Guard's running in. Well, that's what firefighters do. You know, teachers, I'm very big on teachers because my father was a teacher. I also bring this up a lot because maybe one day Dwayne will listen and, and come out and talk about this. But I went to high school with Dwayne The Rock Johnson and, you know, a teacher changed his life. A teacher and his football coach, my football coach, you know, really called Dwayne out for how big he was and everything else and asked him to play football. And then you have EMTs, you know, being a Marine, everybody thinks you like blood, but I can tell you, I'll be the first to pass out at the sight of it. Well, these men and women, you know, I had a, uh, he's actually an EMT in Daytona. I asked him a story about like one of the grossest things that ever happened. He said, I'll never forget. I gave like an 80 year old woman mouth to mouth once. And she grab she reached up and grabbed the back of his head and started kissing him. And, you know, those men and women do things that just, they have to jump into action. So, At the end of the day, it was a struggle for me being in mortgage banking, knowing I can buy a house and I'm not in harm's way. I never served in combat, but I can buy a house with much more favorable terms than they could. So the Helper Act, about a year ago, I reached out to a congressman. Actually, I'm sorry. I didn't reach out to a congressman. I got invited to play or not play um, ghost clay shooting with a congressman. Now, as a Marine, you figure I should hit everyone. Well, I hit about half. And this congressman, he missed one. (laughs) So he kicked my butt. But this man is a former sheriff of Jacksonville, Florida. His name is Congressman John Rutherford. He served 41 years in law enforcement. And when I told him what I was trying to do, within about two minutes, he stopped me and he said, listen, two times I borrowed money in my life. He said, the first one is when I had or bought my, I'm sorry, when I had my first child. The second time is when I bought my first house. He said, I'm on board. And that was about a year ago, a little before July 28th, because July 28th of 2020 is when we kicked off this mission. And like I said, now it's introduced in the House and the Senate. So it's pretty much a long, short story of it.
0: So the point of the bill, just to give you guys a little bit more background, is... The legislation would create one-time use home loan program under the FHA for firefighters, law enforcement and other first responders, as well as teachers, right? Mm -hmm. Eliminate down payment requirement. Sorry. No, go ahead. Eliminate down payment Um, requirement, eliminate a monthly mortgage insurance premium, Uh, require a 3.6% upfront mortgage insurance to ensure the solvency of the program, uh i think that's
1: it right yeah i can give you kind of the easy version is this there's three main type of loans out there there's fannie mae freddie mac which is a conventional mortgage there's va you have to be a veteran and then there's fha which a lot of people think is just a first-time homebuyer program well this program and it's not a first-time homebuyer program but this program all it does the helper act would be an fha program that if if you Audra, and your husband went to come buy a house right as long as this was the only time you're using it. So you don't have to be a first-time home buyer. You guys decide to buy a new house. Well, your husband being a firefighter, as long as he has served for four years, he would qualify that when I, as a mortgage banker, did your mortgage, if I was licensed in the state of California, which I'm not, but if I was and I did, let's say you moved to Florida. Okay, you moved to Florida, i do your mortgage, what i do is in the fha loan that i'm doing for you i would click a button just to code it so that your husband and you would qualify so that you don't have to put any money down which fha right now you have to put three and a half percent down and the monthly mortgage insurance is not paid on a monthly basis instead you pay a premium up front which just like a va home loan you have to just like fha you have to and that money is rolled in so what it does twofold is it makes your monthly payment cheaper and it makes the amount of money you need out of pocket basically at a minimum. Now, the other cool part of it is that the seller can pay all your closing costs if it's negotiated that way. So really, just like me, myself as a veteran, my wife and I, we bought our house. We didn't have to put any money down and our payment was cheaper. You guys, firefighters, police, teachers, and EMTs were qualified for the same. So it is, it's, it's funny because when I talk about it, it seems so simplistic and so straightforward, but as everybody knows, you know, in our world today, it's, it's very politicized and stuff. When we try and explain it to people, they always try and find a catch. And kind of like what I spoke with both of you ladies about earlier is that the only way the federal government would lose money in this situation is if a cop, teacher, firefighter, and EMT did not pay their mortgage, right? And the thing is, is even if the helper act doesn't come around, the federal government would still be on the hook because you guys can still go get a traditional FHA mortgage. And guess what? The federal government's backing that too. We are just asking the federal government to say, listen, we honor you guys. We hold you in reverence. If you are a firefighter, if you're a police officer, if you're an EMT and you're a teacher, we want to help you get into that dream of home ownership and just as a baseline i know you you guys talked about we talked about uh, housing prices everything's skyrocketing right if you took a $200,000 house which in florida used to be existent but now it's getting a little bit more difficult that's what what kind of senator rubio spoke about you know the monthly payment difference is about 90 bucks a month or that person if they could afford that $90 difference they could buy about $25 to $30,000 more in house well, now think about California, If you're buying a $600,000 house, that's $270 a month cheaper, and you can buy anywhere from seventy five dollars to $90,000 more in-house if you can afford a traditional payment. So that's what happens with this, this act is that it makes it more affordable for those individuals to be able to qualify to get a house. So that's it.
2: So- I'm here, you told us a little bit prior to this about getting some roadblocks um, with trying to get some backing from certain entities.
1: Every place <laughs>
2: Tell us a bit about that, and how do you think you can overcome that
1: hurdle? Well, here's the thing. I think that the biggest thing I think kind of your question is is twofold because. Yes, we we actually we haven't run across hurdles. To be honest with you, we haven't run across people that are like this is crazy, you're nuts. Oh my gosh, people are going to overspend, right? We've actually had very positive reviews. I think because people are very fiscal, they're worried that the federal government's going to lose money. If we were asking the federal government to give money, that's a whole that's a whole different story, right? All we're doing is we're asking the federal government to extend what already exists. And ensuring a mortgage so that firefighters, teachers, EMTs, and police don't have to come up with that money down so they can afford a more monthly uh, cheaper payment, right? Well, we have national organizations that truly have backed this, right? We've gone to some other organizations where they're very worried that there could be street credit. What if this bill doesn't pass? We're going to look goofy if we're behind it. Well, this is what I can tell you from my understanding, and I'm not, a, I'm not a Washington guy, I don't know everything about politics, but when you have a, number one, getting a bill introduced in the House of Representatives all in itself is huge. Well, now having a bill in the Senate as well, that's even bigger. So this legislation is going to go somewhere. Actually, later on today, I have a meeting with the Senate Banking Committee, which is basically the people that rule all regulations within you know, the federal government about banking. Well, I'm talking to them about this. This is on their view. So to be able to say these national organizations do believe in this would be much more powerful of a statement than me just saying, hey, I'm Sam, and I think this is a great idea. So this podcast, however many people can share it, go to your chiefs, go to your lieutenants, go to your captains, go to your battalion commanders, you know, go to your friends that are cops if you're a firefighter, go to your friends that are teachers and say, listen, guys, here's this opportunity, let's go talk to our local congressman. let's go send a letter to our local senator to say we are in support of this now if i call california which we actually just got a a california representative we have two now in california that have signed on already well if i contact them for being from florida they're not going to care they're not going to listen because i'm not a constituent i don't even live in the state but you two reaching out to a bunch of people from california guess what they're much more likely to listen okay and that's really the grassroots that we need to take to to get this bill passed. Because at the end of the day, ladies, this bill, once it does become law, will effectively change the lives of so many people. And it will finally be that that kind of like exclamation point in American history that we can say, we do value all of you. Um, Now, I'm gonna bring up a point that some people say, don't bring this up, but I'm very transparent, right? There is one thing, my mom's a nurse. I love 911 operators. There are a lot of people I love in this country that do truly support our country, especially especially healthcare right now. They're getting beat up a lot. The reason that these individuals right now aren't included in this bill is very simple. Okay. Because some people have said, "Why? Well, I can't believe you don't think a nurse is a hero. My mother is a nurse. She was an ER nurse. Okay. So yes, yeah, she is definitely a hero. But we took what FHA already defines as first responders and we had to start somewhere. Okay. Just like the VA home loan. I don't know if you know from history, but in 1944, the VA home loan came into existence. If you were a World War II veteran, you can get a VA home loan. But do you know if you were a World War I veteran, you couldn't? How stupid is that? Like you're a veteran, but it was set up specifically for a purpose. And then over the last 77 years, it's expanded. And that's what we're hoping this will do long-term. So if you're a nurse listening, if you're you know, a 911 operator, because I know 911 operators where I live in Florida, they fall into the sheriff's office, they get paychecks from the sheriff's office of whatever county, right? So we truly and they obviously hear the first calls that come in. So I I truly uh, value those individuals. So it's something that, you know, we would love this to expand as time goes on. That's where senators and congressmen can make amendments. But for now, the reason we have EMTs, firefighters, teachers, and edu- um, law enforcement is because that's what FHA clearly defined. We didn't want to redefine FHA because if you have to go through that process right up front, this would have never gotten to where we're at right now. So this is a starting point to say the least.
0: It's interesting. Did that, that answer the question, are- Chelsea?
2: Specifically, there's... A union that you've asked for a letter that won't support the bill?
1: Well, we would love, yes, the International Association of Firefighters. We've reached out to on numerous occasions and we would love their support. We Technically, you call it the trifecta because we have teachers, we have police officers, firefighters. The state of Pennsylvania has, has given us a letter of support, but we've reached out to the IFF. And unfortunately we have yet to receive any kind of letter of support from them. I'm not sure what the holdup is for them. Um, I would love to have a conversation with Ed Kelly, who's the president of the IFF I've reached out to him personally through Facebook. I think Instagram, I think I've, I think they're kind of sick of me reaching out to them, but I would love for somebody to reach out and say, Hey, this is why or why we're not behind this. And
2: hey, I have a, I have a quick question for you. If you look, have you, Reached out to local two eight eight one in California.
1: No. Okay.
2: There's there's one you want to definitely.
1: Well, yeah. If you can enter, if you could do an intro, this is where it's important, guys. Like I am pretty much open. My phone's twenty four seven. Right. Literally, if you want to know more, call me. If you can set up that simple call or, or meeting with that individual that runs it, I'll jump on exactly what we're doing now, and um, you know talk to anybody and and. I'm kind of the, I am the gentleman that, that created it, but ultimately I'm, I'll be 18 rows back when this thing gets signed into law. You know what I mean? Every congressional leader, senator will be up front. I'll be way in the back. So I can connect people so that they can talk to other leaders so they know more, but yeah, we're just, we're trying to get everybody's endorsement. And the thing is, we're not asking for money. We're not asking for manpower even, but what's happened is like the FOP You know, they reached out to a senator for us. We didn't even ask. They just did it because they believe in the bill. They see the value of this for every single law enforcement officer in the country. So they proactively have started to do it, and we didn't even ask. That's the fun part about it, and that's the power of it. And that's where when you look a firefighter in the face, I want to be the first to put out my hand and say, thank you for your service, but I don't want it just to be lip service. I want to show them that we actually care. That's what's important.
2: Right. So after the show, I'll give you some contact information for my husband. We'll put you in touch with local two eight eight one. That would
1: be cool. So this, I said, Hi, this,
2: the status of the bill is it's still
0: being written. It's still being. Nope.
1: So it's, it's already written. So it's mm-hmm. HR 3172 on the house side. Mm-hmm. There are currently 29 co-sponsors and the co-sponsors are 17 Democrats and 12 Republicans. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty awesome. It's a bipartisan bill we have a lot of states covered actually there's three individuals from california i don't know how far your your reach goes but josh harder jimmy panetta and david valadeo and i'm sorry if i mispronounced it but those three two democrats one republican have signed on from california and obviously we have a lot of other states florida pennsylvania kind of lead the charge because i'm from pennsylvania i live in florida But um, we're just looking for any kind of support wherever we can get it. On the Senate side, it's Senate Bill uh, 2981 and Senator Rubio and Senator Ossoff from Georgia, one Democrat, one Republican. They're the ones that are sponsoring that. And also, I believe we're going to have another senator coming on board this week. We have another one that possibly is going to come on, which will be two Democrats, two Republicans. then. So, So yeah, pretty exciting stuff.
0: That's awesome. When do you hope to um, when do you hope to have it all sponsored? Well,
1: what happens from here, just and I'm learning this as I go, you know, on the House side, this would have to go through Maxine Waters um, committee, the Financial Services Committee. You know, I'm not sure if this will go through her committee, if she'll allow it to but if we get over 200 and I'm going to mess up the number 218 congressional people to sign on as co-sponsors, then it kind of leaves her committee from my understanding. And then it really goes to Nancy Pelosi for a vote on the Senate side. It would go through, um, um, Senator. Oh my gosh. His name's always slipping my brain right now. That's really bad. Uh, no, he's from Ohio, a gentleman from Ohio. And, um, He runs the banking committee, him and actually Pat Toomey from Pennsylvania. He's on the the Republican side, Pat Toomey, but I can't believe I'm messing up his name. That's really bad. Oh, Senator Brown. I'm sorry. So Senator Brown from Ohio, he's the lead Democrat. So their committee would actually on the Senate side, you know, they would look at it. And then if they would vote on it, it would go to the full Senate and we move on. So so we'll see. I mean, today's meeting is pretty big, actually, 345 because the person I'm talking to actually is directly connected to Senator Brown, who is the chairman of that, the banking committee. So if he believes in it, which I believe he should, and there should be no reason why not to, then, you know, it'll, it'll take a quicker route, I guess you could say. So. Well,
0: awesome. Um, Good luck to you. Yeah.
1: Thanks. uh, It's always, uh, it's always fun when you're, when you're, you know, going up, going, going into battle and you don't really know everybody, but you're, you know, just hooking and jabbing with the best of them just so you can try and, you know, get, uh, get support for something that really, you know, Senator Rubio said it best. He says, he said, I don't know why anybody would be against this. You know, and that that quote. I don't know how it just came out when he said it. I don't think he really thought about it. I think it just came from his heart and it truly is. I don't know why anybody would be against this because all it's doing is honoring those that serve. And that's what that's what we should be doing in our country today.
0: So. Yeah, that's what we should be doing. You're right. Somehow uh, politics always gets, the way of that, gets in the way of that. So it's an interesting animal.
1: And we just got another congressman as my email just clicked today. So now we have now we have. Uh, let me just do the right count so I don't mess it all. We now have. Um, da, 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 da. We will now have thirty. So now we have. Seventeen Democrats and thirteen Republicans. (laughs) So, and actually, funny thing, that representative just signed on. Her husband's a firefighter. (laughs) Hey,
2: there you
1: go. Yeah, from Florida. So yeah, so it's it's just stuff like this. Like I actually might ask her to reach out to the IFF just to say, hey, you know, why wouldn't you be for this? And that's the thing. They're not that they said they're against it. They're just neutral. And neutral just means you're not making a decision. It's kind of like somebody asking to marry you and you're like, well, maybe. It's like, do you love me or don't you love me? You know, pick one. So.
2: I love that. All right. So how do people get in touch with you or learn more about your effort?
1: They can actually look it up at www.thehelperact.us. So it's just... T-H-E and then helper, H-E-L-P-E-R-A-C-T dot U-S. And there's like the bottom list has all the co-sponsored. It has the representatives. It has, you know, even the endorsement letters we got. We, we're still updating them because we do have a lot. Um, the police unions have been absolutely phenomenal. They really have backed us. We actually just got the Capitol Police from Washington, which is huge. I mean, that's that's all the people that, you know, just defend our capital and we love them. We just got the NEA, the National Educators Association, they signed on. So it's really, you know, it's pretty exciting. National Association of Realtors actually is backing it. So we have a lot of national support. The state support, though, we'd love the state support because then we take those letters and send them out to the local delegates. Because obviously they love that the FOP is involved or they if the IFF would join on board. But if you get the state associations to call the congressmen and senators, you know, that, those are the constituents. That's who they really care about. And they should. So, but I appreciate you ladies trying to get it out there for us. Really yeah, appreciate absolutely. it. Um, so.
2: so Sam, I think that pretty much wraps it up. I want to thank you for chatting with us today. For our yeah, listeners, no as always, if you love us, leave us a review on whatever streaming service you use. And thanks for tuning in, everyone. See you next week. Yeah.
1: Thank you.
0: Thanks so much for tuning in. Find us on social media at Dear Chiefs Podcast and online at dearchiefs.com. Tune in weekly for the 25,000-foot view of Loving a First Responder. Audra and Chelsea, over and out.